We're back. <clears throat> the, uh, just rocking out to this hot little track you played for us. Who's this? Steve Vai with Juice. Ooh. This is a fun one. I'm liking this. This is a peppy little intro kind of song. Yes. But, uh, why don't we just get right into it? The, uh, I saw that the office producers are creating a workplace comedy told entirely through day-long Zoom meetings. Whoa, how topical. Why are they doing that? Yeah, by the time this comes out, it's going to be the last thing anybody wants to watch is Zoom content. For people who aren't aware, that's how, like, everyone's communicating in this new landscape we find ourselves in doing... Who... Yeah, exactly. Like, that's a bad idea. Shouldn't exist. That sucks. That just, like, ruined my day. (laughs) Let's get all the office content out of the way right away. I think I have some more, too. At least, like, network TV stuff. Let's let's get it all out. Speaking of that, uh, the Steve Carell Space Force show has a trailer. Oh, God. It's like that, like... Like poking fun at the the, the Trump administration yeah. through space jokes. Yes. Haven't we had enough space joke shows? There's been like three in the past few years. Yeah. No one's watching Avenue Five. I don't know who needs this. Like it very. It got renewed though, didn't it? Yeah. But still, like a, you know, like a politically savvy like space theme show. It's been done. We don't need another one. Even though we do prefer serious Steve Carell to comedy steve carell these days i love serious steve carell we get almost none of him yeah like think when's the last time he was around fox catcher welcome to marwin perhaps that i would say that skewed comedy unintentional comedy yes but it is like a serious movie definitely which is ridiculous i watched fox catcher the other day yeah we watched a bit of that when i was here yeah. last week that's a good I movie love that movie i think it's super interesting mm, i agree very well made. That guy, Bennett Miller, he makes, like, one movie a decade, and it's always worth a look. I like, like, off-the-beaten-path Channing Tatum, too. I think he mm. has more range than people let him get because he's, like, good-looking and can dance. I agree. He can so, do stuff. So people kind of just put him in as the, like, the lovable idiot or, like, the sexy, like, kind of mm. androgynous. Not androgynous. That's the wrong word. Uh, like, racially ambiguous guy who's, mm. like, the, like, cool... Who's like, oh, he's got like a backwards hat and sliding across <laughs> the floor with a nice butt. Wow. Ooh, ah. He's magic. He's magic Mike. Um, no, I know what you're saying. Robert Downey Jr. had a birthday this week. That's exciting. Mm, that's fun. He's uh, actually going to be making Iron Man 4 alone. <laughs> oh, on the top of Doe Island. God, he has so much dough. Ah, uh, yeah. It's fucking insane. Good for him, though. I, I like him. The uh, Dr. Doolittle himself. Good, uh, good for him. Happy birthday, buddy. How old is he? Do you have that there? He's probably like 55, 50-ish, I guess. 50-ish, yeah. I looked it up the other day. Hmm. I saw that, uh, they're making a Fleabag stage show. Oh. I think you can rent that on, uh, on demand now. Sounds awful. Yeah. Even I won't watch this, and I loved the show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they're just filming a, a version of the play on Broadway, or they filmed it, and that's how it's broadcast. Yeah, who's that for? I. That's what I want to know. <laughs> you got me. Who's settling in for Phoebe Waller Bridge on stage? Yeah. Just yucking it up. Mm. I'm surprised people don't do that more often, though. Just like release a stage play in that manner. Like, remember the Book of Mormon? I would, I would think about watching a version of that. Just you know, to watch it, because I'll never go and see that on stage. I don't even know if they still do. I saw it. 
Oh, you saw that? I did, yeah. Me and Joey went to it. Oh, wow. And it was fine. It was, you know, it was one of those things that everybody talked about how outstanding it was. And it was, oh, it's so funny. Mm. I laughed like once. Oh, really? We didn't see it with, like, the first cast. It was sort of like a late iteration of it without Josh Gad. And I was going to say, you need that, that Gad. No Gad. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know why. I love Josh Gad. I think he's hilarious. Him in tears about the coronavirus was a little much, but... That was his finest work. Don't me with this But other than that, I don't know. It was, like I said, it was fine. That's almost refreshing to hear, because that's... Book of Mormon's the kind of thing, everyone raves about it to the point where it's almost like... You know what it is? I think people think that's something that they're supposed to love. It's one of those things that's like, oh, well, you know, it's controversial. And like, oh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, they're so talented. And it's like, Mm. you know, they're really just telling, like, nuanced fart and racism jokes Mm. throughout. I've watched every episode of South Park. That is the good stuff. (laughs) I enjoy it. I think it's great. (laughs) But it's just like anti-Semitism and, like, goofball behavior and like like voices and like it's awesome i'm not discounting it but i mean yeah it's not david lynch their their whole thing is just making a joke out of anything and everything which you know how sometimes on a coronavirus episode it's a good point i think south park's just off the air right now i'm sure they'll roar back with a, a hot topical one once shows return. Speaking of roaring back, Louis C.K. just released. Uh, yes. For those who need to laugh, some, like, ugh. Yeah, he released a new special on his website. I think it's called Sincerely, the special. I thought it was for those who need to laugh, or was that what he said in the tweet? That must have been, yeah, the tweet. I wrote that down as the title. I also wrote down, it's 15 minutes... <laughs> of a self-congratulatory faux apology and five minutes of material about his ugly kids. What a pudgy creep. I mean, I wish he wasn't such a maniac because he was like one of the greatest stand-ups in my opinion. And I'm sure he's still funny, but it's like weird. it would be weird to watch it now. You know what it is? Even though I still kind of want to see it. I'm forgiving when mm. it comes to like fringy assault-like behavior that's, you know, like if it were a one-time thing, and if he were to have said, like, I did this, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this and this to make up for it. And I think he did, didn't he? He apologized. His apology sucked. Did you ever read the whole thing? It was kind of like a... Every other line was just about... It basically said, I'm so awesome, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, but to make it... It it was it, it basically just was like, well, because I'm so great, these people wanted to suck... Like, they were so obsessed with me, and it was wrong of me to tarnish the image of someone they loved so much because I'm so talented and awesome. Like yeah. It was a really self-congratulatory... I hate yeah, like, the way he did it. It registered as an apology, but it didn't come off sincerely. It like was the name a, of a special. It was a bad, uh, it was a bad apology. Mm. And, you know, you could say, we live in this sort of cancel culture and everybody's going after everybody, but, like, you don't take your dick out in front of, of a young female comedian that you coerced back into your hotel room after alcohol had been consumed and jerk yourself off to completion after they asked you not to. Mm. Like, that's, yeah, that's not cool. That sounds like a that's no-no. That's fucked. And, like, I'm being serious because this stuff really strikes a chord with me because I've just, I don't know. I, I, to me, nobody's really giving Louis C.K. a break, so I guess there's no reason for me to be on a high horse. His career's kind of gotten slammed into the ground. Mm. And I was, I, I'm a comment reader because I'm a sick maniac. And comment like, reader! I saw the Instagram post about it, and there's all these people. There were a couple of people defending him, but any time his face shows up anywhere, he gets pummeled. 
Oh, yeah. Do I think that it necessarily needs to go that far? Not really. I just think he should stop making specials and hang it up. Like, it's over. You're not a comedian anymore. Nobody wants to. If you want to go in the comedy store and if people come and see you and they don't, and they don't walk out, mm. go ahead. But in terms of, like, releasing media like that, like, go behind the scenes. Like, write and do jokes for people. And Yeah, well, he's, like, as behind the scenes as he could be. Like, no, this isn't getting released on any streaming service. No one wants anything to do with him. Yeah. It's only on his website. Right. But... I just say I stop know. trying to be a face. That's fair. I, I think that he's probably got a team of publicists that are telling him otherwise. That are that like because he was on top of the world before all of this happened. He was like the guy. Mm. He was you know the next Richard Pryor. Yeah. For lack of a comparison, but I don't know. I'm ranting. Saw that. I saw there's a deluge of new podcasts on the scene because oh. everyone's stuck in quarantine and they're like, let's start a podcast. Which, uh, some of them are good. Like, the Sopranos guys, Christopher and Bobby, have a pod where they, they're going to run through the entire run of the show and give, like, you know, fun stories, behind-the-scenes stuff. and Michael Imperioli. Yes. And I listened to the first episode. We've got guns here. And they're doing it over Zoom, like everyone else, but it's enjoyable. It it's, sounds fine. Yeah. Yeah, we're the only idiots still getting in the room together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we're being safe otherwise, folks, just because I've gotten some pushback about us still doing the show like oh, this. Oh, have you really? And, yes. And, you know, I'm not doing anything else. All the other time, I'm staring at the wall in my room. Yeah, I think being everybody very has safe. picked who they're going to quarantine with. And I've basically, I've seen you mm. and Lucy, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not even seeing my own family. So if people want to give, who's giving you pushback? Like, oh, you know, you guys, <laughs> yeah. you're doing the show. You made it wear a sweater. You don't want to get cold. Some turkey heads are concerned, but it's fair. We're being safe. And there's also a bunch of bad new podcasts that have launched. Uh, oh, I know what you're going to mention. Dennis Quaid and Billy Ray Cyrus have started a podcast. They're a duo? I guess. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I don't even know what those two would talk about, but I guess they're quarantined together and potting. I saw a picture. Yeah, what are they? What are they going to talk about? Yeah, and like Zach Braff and Donald Faison have started a Scrubs, Scrubs rewatch oh. podcast. Going over every episode, I hope. We're going to turn this podcast into uh, a pod where we rewatch every episode of our public access show, Bowl Cut, and uh, <laughs> and we're done. Nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only had one episode, folks. It was legendary. My but. brother taped over the VHS recorded <laughs> copy of it with fear.com off of pay-per-view. Yeah, that's not a joke. That's a real thing. It's amazing that we had a TV show that had one episode and we have no way to watch it ever again. I have still been too lazy to call the South Shore Comcast office and ask them for it. So folks, this is a time to, you know, it's a call to action. And I'm asking for you to take a stand. And Let's take a stand. You could call up Deb at Comcast. I know she probably still works there 20 years later. She hasn't yeah. found another gig. We go back there. She looks exactly the same. She's just like, ugh, you. I called her a maniac, and I had a microphone on, and she heard me, and it wasn't good. Yes, I was standing with her in the other room and watched her, like, react to that. Take <laughs> a stand together. That was such, like, a comedy of errors. Like, oh, you're mic'd, and making fun of this woman who's basically helping us do this show as a favor. It was just ridiculous. Yeah, what was there, I, what was my problem with her again? I don't know. We were all just being kudges. I was just a, not a polite person, I think. Is that right? Yeah, it's that right. But uh, I also saw that they announced 
CBS, ABC, and NBC are coming together to air One World Together at Home, hosted by Colbert, Kimmel, and Fallon. What's... Oh, my God. What? Like, some people are like, wow, I can't believe they're all teaming up. And it's like, I can. They're trying to get anyone to watch any of their unnecessary, shoddy new versions of talk shows from their house that have, like, worse audio than Twitch streams. You know what that reminds me of? Mm. Little Yachty uh, paid a fan $500 to drink pee. Oh, interesting. That's all I got. That's my hot new news story. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moving along. The, I also had, in that same vein, SNL comes back tomorrow night oh. with each cast member doing stuff from home. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! Talk about something that really doesn't work in a Zoom over-the-phone format. Sketch comedy. Like, what are they going to do on SNL tomorrow night with everyone from their house trying to make a show? Unless it's Colin Jost dying of the coronavirus <laughs> live, I want nothing to do with it. While Scarlett Johansson cries in the cut behind him. That Ugh. might that I'd tune in for. Um, or like Pete Davidson taking people on a tour of his tattoos. <laughs> like, I'd pay attention to that. <laughs> Some of them are interesting. Fuck, he's in on that. Uh, speaking of like major players in the entertainment industry being douchey bob Iger, Ooh. the i guess he's no longer the ceo of disney he stepped down i think he got pushed out recently yes right he is saying he has some other gig for them still and he's saying that A when gig. they reopen the disney parks they will be taking temperatures of everybody who enters oh to just i guess sort of make sure they're not sick hmm that sounds like something everything's gonna be weird forever <laughs> You sick? And Modern Family is wrapping up. Yes, it wrapped up. Finally. Yep, I watched the finale hoping to cry, and I felt nothing. We discussed that, that you were going to cry. You didn't, yep. They didn't even get a cry out of you? I know, they got nothing out of me. That means it's real bad. You've cried, you cried at Onward. Exactly. Last week. I'll cry at almost anything. This show, every sitcom just ends in the same way, like, some of the characters are like, we're moving away, and they just have, like, a hacky, like, default send-off goodbye. It was nothing. Yeah, I'm we- Weekend, that show, like, puttered to the finish line. It was great in its first, like, four or five seasons. Hmm. But uh, I wanted to give a heads-up to friend of the show, Franklin, who does the Uncle to Uncle podcast and runs Night Opening on Instagram, which you should follow if you don't. Uh, I've been. He informed me that there's a new straight-to-video American Pie movie slated for release this year called American Pie Presents Girls Rules. They're making a lady version of American Pie. Mm. <laughs> lady Pie. Sounds the, uh, bad. Surprisingly, Eugene Levy is not in the cast. I thought you were gonna say he is, and you're being you're being cheeky because he does all of these goddamn movies. Yeah, he did the other four straight to video American Pies. Is he suddenly too good for this? I was I was yeah, shocked. It's strange. Yeah, you would think that he would be involved. Mm. He must have had some really really big stuff. Oh, actually, Shit's Creek is, hap- oh, well, is happening. Oh wow. Guess what? That's legitimately... He probably is too good to do this now. That show's really popular, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he and his son are the creators, so... Yeah. That, this joke kind of just missed, because yeah. he's actually doing well for himself right now. Wow. It's Fuck us, up. huh? Mm. Um, Tyler Perry paid for a bunch of old ladies' groceries. 
I saw that. I was charmed How by that. How does that make you feel? I thought that was nice. Good for him, doing the right thing. I He's, wish I had a, can I taste your juice? He is like that right now. way too much dough. I'm glad he's spreading some of it around. <laughs> That's all I got. Medea! Uh, yeah, his movies are trash, but he's got a lot of dough and he's a nice guy, I guess. Yeah. And I do like him in Gone Girl. That's the one thing where I'm like, he was actually good in that movie. He was, movie. yeah. I'll give it to him. It's he like, was great as it, like the like sneaky lawyer. Yeah. It's like odd how good he was in that. Uh, I saw there's a new MTV show called Families of the Mafia. Did you see the preview for this? No. This seems like a Parson show. And I think it should be our new show that we watch every week. It's okay. this guy who claims to be a mafioso trying to convince his daughter not to join the life. This thing of ours. But it's very, it's like got a Jersey Shore type tone. They're all like idiots. It looks very stupid. Is it reality TV or is it scripted? I'm confused. Reality. Okay, it's reality. But like all reality is heavily scripted. Yeah, good point. Seemingly. And her like, screw you, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to be like a, the new female Dawn. It just looks so stupid. It might be funny. I'm going to keep my eyes peeled for it. I'm an old broken down piece of meat. <laughs> and I'm alone. Did you see that clip of Trump talking about Tiger King? There's, there's a pandemic going on, and the only people he calls on for questions at his press conferences or whatever are like his guys who ask dumb softball questions. Someone's like, what'd you think of Tiger King? And he's like, did this whole bit like, uh, maybe I'll have to pardon Joe Exotic. I'll look at this. It's just like, ugh. It's fucking disgusting. Nonsense. Um, you can't see it, but I winced. Yeah, like, people are dying, and Trump's taking fun questions about Tiger King, the stupid documentary everyone's what sick to death have. of. Yeah. Ugh. Just made me feel sick. They make me feel sick. And I also saw turkeys are still on the prowl in Boston. Everywhere. Like, more than ever. I keep, like, getting people sending them to me, too. Yeah. It's happening a lot. I saw one the other day was trying to get into the Boston Medical Center. Oh. I think he had an appointment with Dr. Doolittle. That's probably the last place on earth that anyone should go right now, considering their hospital beds are completely full of coronavirus patients. Yeah. The turkey, like, <laughs> I'm here. I have an appointment with Dr. Doolittle. Hello? I need to see him immediately. Hello? I, I didn't, I, I'm not late. Turkeys! But I yes. somehow lost my turkey sound. Ooh. Just kidding. There it is. Oof. I was getting nervous. Uh, Hulu is now on Parasite. If you've never seen it, folks, it won the Academy Award for Best Picture, in case you forgot. And, right, I think you followed along as Jared Leto live-tweeted this the other night. Is that correct? I saw the tweet when you <laughs> forwarded it to me, and I uh, was quite uncomfortable. Yes. But other than that, I had nothing to do with that. That was one of those things, it's just like, who's asking for this? Jared Leto is live-tweeting watching Parasite. Like, huh? Like, okay, do whatever you want, but they made yeah. such a thing of it, and like, Hulu was retweeting everything he did, it's just... People are kind of just grasping at straws for just any content, any rel any way to sort of pretend like they're still relevant. Yeah. Like, check this out. <laughs> You'll love Silly. this. I saw that Comedy Central canceled Lights Out with David Spade. 
Did they really? Yes. That's quick. Which was an enjoyable show, and I'm a fan of his, but he's still doing the show on his Instagram every day. Like he's cut ties with the network, and now he's just doing it himself, which I guess that's fun. Is and that like a corona thing, or...? It m- must be, but, yeah, like, the article I saw, Comedy Central's done with him, but he's just like, well, I got nothing else to do. I'll just keep doing this show for, I don't know how long he's going to do it, but I'm a spade guy. I think he's funny. I'll always check out what he's up to. The, uh, do you have any more news? Kelly Ripa uh, broke down in tears <laughs> on the oh. show the other day mm-hmm. about how in quarantine her children won't speak to her. Wow. I read that in page six. I don't know how much relevance it has, but it made me laugh very hard because I have a great deal of schadenfreude for celebrities. Ooh. Where is the love for me? It's probably word. what she was saying to her kids. The, uh... I'm a fan of mischief. And that's it. that's all the news I got. Yeah. I Although Eric Stone Street from Modern Family is dating Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives. I read that in page six as well, which you know they're a, a tabloid, so a lot yeah. of stuff they say is bullshit. I thought he was gay, bro. <laughs> uh, not in real life, actually. That would be Jesse Tyler Ferguson only. Yes. Oh, and I do have an obit for us. That's good. Yeah, let's I get into two, obits. You want to do obits, then shuts, then take a little break and... Please, uh, God damn it! I have two reviews, three actually, of mm. stuff that I've already watched. One is same, but you know, we'll get we'll, into we'll that. We'll get into yep. that. They get, the thing is, folks, we're we're running out of good content. We're gonna do our very best here. Yeah, like, but it's like there's nothing new that's out, man. Like, what the fuck? The only movie that came out today, like a new on-demand movie, was Trolls World Tour. Which we're not even that fucked up. You we, say that like a ba- it's a bad thing. <laughs> oh, like we can't watch Trolls World Tour. I watched like a Pixar kids movie, but this is a movie for like four year old girls specifically. Like we can't watch this. It's getting bad. We need some new hot turkeys. But obit wise, I will sneak mine in. I watched something the other day that had a poker scene. And I don't ever want to see another poker scene in a movie ever again. No more poker? Every time it's just like, it's like, I've got four kings, I've got it made. And then the other guy puts his cards down and he has four aces, obviously, or like a straight flush. It's You're always. Not betting enough. Like, card game stuff always just bores me to tears. I don't know. You're not a big Rounders fan? No. I think Rounders is like one of the most overrated movies ever. Hmm. It's like nothing. I think it's okay. It's, I, I like Edward Norton and Matt Damon as a duo. I think okay. that, like, you know, he's sort of talented Mr. Ripley kind of Matt Damon in that, like, 90s. He wasn't quite the Matt Damon yet. Mm. It's been a while. Maybe I should give it another go. I'd give it another shot. Yeah, I think it's a decent flick. I remember being very, like, whatever. I'm not as enchanted it. with John Malkovich as everybody else is, so I don't know. He's one of those actors who's always John Malkovich. I can never buy him as a character because he's just like so distractingly <laughs> John Malkovich. Yeah, I mean, they did make a movie with his name in the fucking title. Exactly. So he's I think, one of those guys. I think that's part of it. My obit is I actually watched Enemy of the State for the first time in a long time Ooh. the other day, and that's a movie with Gene Hackman and Will Smith that's pretty decent. But they do a thing that I hate, which is announcing locations with digital text scrolling across the screen that's classic going yeah 
like that's, it's supposed to be like a military thriller or whatever that, the fuck. That's a great one. They do that in so much stuff, and it's such a hacky, easy way to just like, like, ooh, this is a globe-trotting thriller. We're here. We're there. We're right. zipping. And we've already said we hate people bouncing around the globe as a mm. different obit, I think, but. I'm specifically saying that I hate that, yes, mm. but I also hate just that little, and yeah. I don't even care if it's just on the screen or even if there's like another kind of sound effect. I'm talking about specifically that of like yep. the text being printed across the screen. Can't stand it. It's very 90s. The first time I ever remember seeing that, the X-Files did that all the time, and they'd have like a, I think like a little typewriter noise when Oof. it would come up. That's yeah. even worse. Yeah, they always do like a little thing. It's like, look, just show us. Start the scene and have someone be like, here we are in Langley, Virginia. Like, you don't need to... That's a good obit. I like that. Yeah. Um, a little then, TV guys? Yeah, let real me quick. just play our little TV guys intro. Yes. I've been watching a little bit of The Sopranos. Did you? Are you hey. doing a full committed rewatch? No. I, I started it with intentions to do that, and then... I don't know. I've just seen it too many times. I think I'm just going to cruise through and watch like the funniest episodes. I don't like that. I think you have another rewatch in you. Fire it back up. You All can right. do it. Maybe I'll get back don't in Don't give up on yourself. I did want to recommend another friend of the show's new podcast, Nick Eusen, who's a good Twitter follow. Mm. He started a podcast called Nick's Movie Corner. The first episode was a commentary with the first uh, with the pilot of The Sopranos. And you can get it on SoundCloud, iTunes, Nick's Movie Corner. Very knowledgeable, very funny, big fan. And so you listen to us? Yes. Then I'm in. Nick's in. Movie Corner. And what else have I been watching? Uh, Modern Family, we talked about that. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. That new Netflix show, Dead to Me, returns May 8th. Does it really? Oh, I love that show. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that. I'm going to put that in my notes. With uh, Linda Cardellini and Kelly Bundy. I just got unusually excited, but it is a really interesting show. Yeah, I remember you liking that a lot. I got to finish season one. I only saw like the first handful of episodes, and now it's perfect time to get back in there. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck else are you gonna do? Yeah, I was ugh, I was watching Westworld the other day. Like, <laughs> like let's just give this a go. And even when there's nothing going on on Earth, I can't suffer through Westworld. This is boring and weird. Yeah, man. Everyone's I, a robot. Who cares? <laughs> those robot reveals just get less and less interesting. I tried. I told you. I, I went back like a week ago. Like I've been joking about how that's all the show is, but it really is all the show is. In the new episode I was watching, that third Hemsworth, who barely exists, who's on that show, they revealed that he's a robot. And it's just like, who cares? He's barely joking? on the wait, show. Wait, are you joking there's a third Hemsworth? No, that's real. And he's on Westworld. I don't know his name, but this is very real. The odds of... This is, to me... Like, there's professional athletes that do this too, but, like, the odds of becoming a famous celebrity who gets work on big shows like HBO and movies like The Hunger Games... Yeah, it's annoying. Chris Hemsworth got famous, and then, like, all his brothers were just like, we're famous too, I guess? Like, let's go for it. Yeah, like, they're all really good-looking and tall, and and that just, you know... I don't know. Enough. Where's our fucking fame for the podcast should we put hemsworths in the obits no more (laughs) what was that dumb hemsworth movie that i watched the other day or that i saw in the theaters alone (laughs) you know what i'm talking about 
like gun play or like Mr. Gunshot. <laughs> <or> <laughs> Mr. Gun Guy. The I know what you're talking. I can't remember you know the what name. I'm talking about. But yeah, I yeah, saw like Gunslinger. Yeah, like I, I have IMDb right in front of me. I just don't care enough to look it up. All right, what else? We'll go through all of yours and then all of mine. That's the, I think that's an easier way to do shots. Okay. Do 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 you have it shots? Until we get that <laughs> that drop. The I shot literally everything on Quibi this past week. And you hung in there with it on your phone, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a 90-day free trial. The free trial kid is getting in there, just like I said I would. Speaking of Hemsworths, I shut off the world's dangerous, uh, the world's most dangerous game, a very boring John Malkovich, Chris Hemsworth movie. <laughs> They've both come up this episode. And it felt like a boring CBS drama. They only gave me six minutes of this movie, and I couldn't even get through that. Uh, that Sophie Turner movie, Survive, was super boring. They have a show on Quibi called Dishmantled, where people are, are literally shot in the face with food from a food cannon, and then they need to try to figure out what food they were just shot with and make that meal. That sounds like a sketch of what a show would be, <laughs> but this is just real content Quibi is churning out. Is Guy Fieri involved? <laughs> no, but that would make sense. That's really the only saving grace yeah. that there would have been. <laughs> Him with like a six shooter filled with bites. Just the sheriff of Flavortown. That could actually be something. We're in the workshop now. Oof. But, I mean, everything on Quibi, it's either like manic sensory overload. They try to cram like a half an hour's worth of show into six minutes. Or it's just crushingly boring, like, you know, just an average movie that they're giving you a snippet of. I don't even know how they managed to make six-minute episodes of stuff a slog, but they did. They figured it out. And I also I did it. I also shut off the Big Show show, which is a new Netflix series starring the WWE wrestler The Big Show. Popped up, and I was like, I'm stupid enough to watch this. Let's give it a go. And it's one of those sitcoms where everything every character says gets a roaring laugh track. Like, 50% of the show is just laugh track, like, coming in. It's exhausting to watch. It's funny with the laugh track, because, like, I watched Last Week Tonight with John Oliver without a laugh track the other yes. day, and I loved it. Mm. Yeah. He also tones himself down. He's not doing the... Moving along. He just is kind of like he's saying the news, and he's delivering his jokes, and he's just... There's continuity. He's not... His tonation isn't all over the place. I noticed that too. I really liked it. Yeah, it's different. He's and funnier. Better. Mm. He's funnier without an audience. He's not hamming it up. Yeah. The uh, I'm ranting about that because it's like a, I obviously have an opinion on it, but it's like I am. There's a few things that are changing in the entertainment business as a result of the Corona stuff, and that I think could be for the better. He's the one show where it's still fine. It's still basically the same show. There's just no audience. Other shows, there's people like over the the Zoom, and there's the delay. Him, it's just the camera on him, and he's doing the same show basically. Mm -hmm. And I agree, it's better without the laughs. And I also shut off Tramps, a Netflix rom com. That the Tramps. Had, it had Mike Birbiglia as a drug dealer. Some of the most unrealistic casting I've ever seen. Uh, that was on Quibi. No, this was on Netflix. Okay, I got Tramps. confused. Tramps. How have I not heard of this then? I've I've been scouring Netflix. It actually, I was digging it for a bit, 
the the leads have a good like oil and water kind of chemistry they like hate each other but they're forced to deal with each other while doing this drug deal and then they eventually fall in love but i don't know it just got like boring and generic so i, I kind of shut it i wonder if i'd like it yeah give it a go it had some stuff going for it i just it didn't make it mike Berbiglia. i do like him yeah tramps and I also shut off Tales from the Loop, a new Amazon Prime sci-fi show that has a great look but was way too boring to continue. Oh, it looks like I already shut Tramps. <laughs> I was going to say. That... <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. Few things get past but here. Mike Birbiglia is not, is, it's a movie, not a show. Yeah, it's a movie. Callum Turner, Grace Van Patten, Michael yeah. Vondell. Yep. I guess I didn't even get to Mike Birbiglia. I'd already shut it. Yeah. Okay. I like the girl in it. What was her name again? Uh, Grace Van Patten. She's good. I feel like she'll be popping up and stuff. She mm. was a, she was a talent. Okay. But yeah, those are my shuds. Hit me. I got a bunch. <laughs> I, I got know. a bunch. As we spoke about before, I have I have twelve. I think. Nope, eleven. I mm. shut off Home Before Dark, the new Apple TV Plus show featuring Jim Sturgis of. Uh, I don't know, I guess... Across the Universe? Across the Universe fame? and 21 yeah. fame. Yeah. Remember when he used to open movies like 11 years ago? We and talked about disappeared? this the other day. Like yeah. He had the year of his life and then just whoosh. <laughs> Poor kid. I shut off Coffee and Kareem, the new uh, Tiffany Haddish uh, Ed, Ed Helms. Helms vehicle on Netflix that came out last Friday. I watched all of that for I some reason. I watched enough of it that I have a, a review and I want to talk about it with you mm. when we get there. Yeah. But I, did, I didn't finish it, just because I knew... I didn't need to. I knew what would happen. I'll just do it real quick now. It was fine. It was like nothing. I don't know why they keep making Ed Helms the lead of movies. He's a sidecar at best. But Coffee and Cream, it was like basically Pineapple Express, but with Ed Helms and a vulgar teenager as and the leads. David Allen Greer with a big silly beard. And yeah. Betty Gilpin, as you said, is just pandering and act, and just acting down to just get any projects she can get. She She's is, a talented actress who's done nothing but turkeys. She is consistently the best part of every movie she's in. Like, she's better than the movie every time. The Hunt, this. Mm. Like, her character is, she's, like, outacting everybody. It's, like, awkward. I laughed out loud at a few times at the kids' lines. But she, I guess the movie's about, like, yeah, the kid was 12-year-old good. Kareem Manning hires a criminal to scare his mom's new boyfriend, police officer James Coffey. But it backfires, forcing Co Coffey and Kareem to team up in order to save themselves from Detroit's most ruthless drug kingpin. Get it, Coffey and Kareem. Such an awful I pun. I literally didn't get that until just now. Yeah, because Coffey and that Kareem... sucks. Coffey and Kareem isn't really a thing. It's not like a thing people say together, you know what I You'd mean? You'd say coffee with cream, yeah. maybe. It's a it's a forced pun. They tried. Ugh. There were a lot of Vine stars in this movie oh, also. Friend of the show, King Batch. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, it always weirds me out when I see Vine people in movies. I'm like, this isn't right. This shouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's not a thing that needs to go down on Earth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved Vine, but... You did. You were a big Vine guy. I mean, it was fun. All right. So coffee and cream, give it a whirl. It's, I don't know, it's fine. I just didn't need the end because I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I only finished it because it was short and sweet and uh, didn't waste too yeah, much time. Yeah, it's like 85 time. minutes. You can tear right through it, which yeah. is something I enjoy. 
Agreed. Uh, I shut off Pretty Little Stalker, I believe, on Netflix, hmm. which I don't even remember who's in that, but I think it's just one of those, you know, everybody's trying to reinvent the single white female mm. wheel of yeah. just like the crazy friend or whatever. And, That's a know, classic. Just sort of furthering the stereotype that all women are crazy that I've perpetuated. What? Um, Wildling. Not to be confused with Wildfire, which I enjoyed, but Wildling. What's that about? Couldn't tell you. Shut it (laughs) off real quick. Um, I shut off Elizabeth Olsen's uh, film debut, Martha Marcy May Marlene. People love that. I tried to watch that a couple years ago. It's a bit of a snoozer. Didn't like it. Yeah. Not one bit. It's about, like, cults. It probably gets cool at the end, but I don't know. Too slow. Too She's sloggy. Fine. Like she was good in night in Wind River, I guess. And I, what she getting superhero work now? I think her sisters are better actors than she is. None of them are really anything <laughs> to to write home about, and yet they've had such a miraculous career. The three of them. But yeah, the one who is in the twin Elizabeth. She plays uh, some silly uh, Scarlet Witch yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah, she gets that work. I shut off Jack Nicholson's The Pledge. I thought that was quite boring. I couldn't believe when you were texting, like, I just put on the pledge. I was like, why? <laughs> to what end? It didn't last. <laughs> um, I put on Denzel Washington uh, and Chris Pine's train movie, Unstoppable, directed by uh, Tony Scott. His I swan hate song. Tony Scott, mm. in fact. I like True Romance, and that's it. His you, movies suck. He went a little crazy towards the end of his career, and all his movies have this, like, frantic, weirdly edited look it's kind of exhausting they all look like they're filmed in the rain yeah and like by someone who's just shaking at all times and zooming i shut off uh i believe you also shut this off chicago overcoat i put it in the queue to it seemed like a shut that frank vincent movie didn't make it yeah yeah. filmed in 2009 right before his death or a couple years before his death oof gone too soon uh frank vincent was a guy who actually was on the sopranos as a character phil leotardo we love him he's like a funny old italian guy he plays the billy bats character in goodfellas most notably the shine box guy no more shines pickings on amazon i don't even remember what that is but i shut it off pickings (laughs) okay how to Fix a Drug Scandal, some new Netflix documentary. Not sure what it was about, but the lady was talking in the beginning, and I just, my mind just went, wah, and I just... I've heard done. that's good. That's about, it happened in Massachusetts a few years ago. They found out that uh, this person who worked for one of the drug companies, like, basically stole all these drugs and then blamed all these people who were already in jail and, like, fucked with their sentences. It was, like, Safe. a big to-do, but... I didn't get into the doc either. People said it was good. Who knows? I also shut off Angel Has Fallen with enemy of the show Gerard Butler. Wow. This is another movie that I finished for reasons unknown. Big pile of trash. <laughs> the bar for what we will watch has fallen <laughs> considerably. <laughs> this movie. funny. This movie is a trilogy capper. This is a third in a series of Has Fallens, which is depressing at best. I think you said the other day, Gerard Butler is in nothing good, but you're in on him anyways? Yes. He sucks, <laughs> Verbatim. none of his movies are good, but I'm still in. Yes. I feel bad for my girl, Piper Perabo. She's They're sl- a bad duo. Yeah, she's slumming and has, has to play Gerard Butler's wife in this fucking unthinkable turkey. <laughs> felt bad for her. And Morgan Freeman is in this. He Sprinklier than ever? Yeah. 
I don't think he can be in movies anymore. Like when he talks, it's it seems like someone doing like a parody of like the whole Morgan Freeman thing. You know what I mean? I do. I know exactly what you mean. He's just like a silly goose. Yeah. It's just, and the sprinkles, as you said, I can't even like look at him. He's it's yeah, too he's, much. He's a bit unthinkable when you just when you look at him in the face. It's just like who who is still casting him and and they are they're still using him for lots of stuff he used to be a good actor now he just you can tell he's just mailing it in he's old he's probably just like tired of the whole he's not well yeah i am old and i am not well and yeah a mexican in a suit in angels fallen there's a big drone sequence i don't know if i've put these in the obits you have drones get them out of here enough like Every movie is just like, whoa, you ever seen a drone zipping around? New technology? These are real. You get this, folks? And uh, Nick Nolte is in Angel Has Fallen, the most impossibly seasoned actor on Earth. The I think you said when we were texting, he's the sound Jack Nicholson makes when he's dying in The Departed, personified. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty accurate. We're not there yet, but... Yes. And also, that guy Danny Houston, who plays the bad guy in everything, shows up in Angels Fallen as, like, Gerard Butler's friend, and it's just the most obvious telegraphable twist I've ever seen. Like, oh, I wonder if this chum of his is going to pull a fast one on him at the 35-minute mark. It was a terrible movie. Not even, like, so bad it's good. Just, like, a generic action movie you've seen a hundred times before. It sucks. It doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Long and short. Garbaggio. I made it through almost none of this. In the very beginning, they're like, we're promoting your bed. We gotta get you back. We'll get there. Such a sea of sidecars. Like, Jada Pinkett Smith is in there. And just that Tim Blake Nelson guy. <laughs> it's always funny when, like, they just waste everyone's time. Like, yeah, hey, let's put good actors in this fucking... Big old pile of dog shit. Yeah, I didn't like it. He's out. Uh, should we take a little break and yes. watch something and come right back? Let's figure out what our featured review will Big be. Big surprise, folks. Here it comes. Get ready. Hello, turkey heads. We scoured all... <clears throat> oh. <laughs> I'm parched. We scoured all the streaming services and wound up watching Rambo, Last Blood. Which... Well, the jerks thought called. <laughs> They're running out of you. Which is now on Amazon Prime. You can watch it for free. You guys excited about that? Last, or Last Dud. The... And this is from Balboa Productions. I didn't know Sly Stallone had his own production company. It was a fun surprise. And why wouldn't he? Yes. It's a wonderful restaurant. This movie had a big old build-up to the point where, like, 30 minutes in, he hadn't even thrown a punch or shot anyone. And it's like, what is all this build-up for? This is a Rambo movie. Like, let's get going. And then uh, it did kind of heat up towards the middle and uh, in the end. Stallone, I mean, he's he's looking weird these days. <laughs> He's, you know, he's doing what he can. He can't seem to remember if he's playing Rocky or Rambo. He's just kind of there. 
being like, oh, hey, I'm trying to keep a lid on my madness every day. I haven't changed. He, he was kicking ass. I'm going to be talking in the Stallone voice for the next, like, two days after watching this. Fuck you, Jimmy Buffett! You fucking yeah. suck! He has to, like, go to Mexico to rescue his niece, and he's, like, torturing vatos, yelling, Donde esta? Which was a hot scene that really got me. And, uh... Is vato a racist term? I don't know. Are we I, allowed to say that? I hope is not. Is that like the N-word? I think it is. Oh, fuck. I don't think you can say that. Okay, I didn't say that. I, and think, I think we have to retract that <laughs> from, the, from the show. Yeah, I'd like to formally retract that. And... Yeah. This movie was, was kind of like a Taken sequel that they just decided at the last second to like turn into a Rambo movie. It didn't seem very Rambo-y. It had almost no connections to the old movies. And, but yeah, decent action. There's a cool scene where he kills a bunch of guys with a hammer. That was dope. Yeah, this is a movie that's worth watching on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's it's fun. It's, a, you know, it's a light turkey, Rambo Last Blood. You know, a lot of people get the shit kicked out of them. It's pretty much just what you would think that it would be. There's and a, I have nothing bad to say about it. Yeah. There's a fun bit towards the end where he's in this house that he booby traps because all the bad guys are showing up. Love a good booby trap. Not enough movies uh, take advantage of that. The end of this is kind of like a, a really violent Home Alone movie. It was kind of fun. He's like shooting people point blank in the face with a shotgun. Very violent stuff. And, uh, yeah, kind of worth the slow buildup because uh, the end really heated up. I enjoyed it. Yeah, there was like a good like eight minute clip of like solid, solid violence and gore. Yeah. And if anything, just turn it on on Amazon Prime and fast forward right to that part, and you'll be right where you need to be. Mm. That's my take. I agree. No need for you to watch the whole movie. You're not going to know or care what's happening yeah. anyway. The build is so skippable. Legit just started at the 30-minute mark. Yes. There's and literally nothing in the beginning that I remember. I don't recall any of the characters' names that aren't Rambo, and I don't really think it matters. Yeah. Do you? No. Yeah, that was on Amazon Prime, and speaking of Amazon Prime, we also watched Dead Ringers, which is also available on that service. Another uh, 80s David Cronenberg movie. We watched Scanners a few weeks ago, now we're getting this one in. It's fun to fill up some of your movie blind spots in a time like this, when you can just hunker down, watch whatever. I like whatever. that term. Mm. Did you just make that up? Maybe. You went on just it? take credit for it. He's back. Yeah, Dead Ringers. This was very weird and interesting, like most of Cronenberg's stuff. Uh, it stars Jeremy Irons in dual roles. Where are my uh, notes here? He plays twin gynecologists, and one of them is like cool and beds all these babes, and then when he gets tired of the babes, he gives them to his younger brother without telling them that, you know, the, the brother just pretends to be the cool guy. It was kind of a cool, like, weird setup. It's like, it's almost like a fucked up episode of Sister Sister set in the world of like high class gynecology. Um, yeah, what did I write down? The guy, Stephen Lack is the guy from Scanners. Oh, Chopless. Yeah, he's, he's the only part about this movie that I didn't love. Jeremy Irons was so all over the place. Just like having a manic episode, wearing a suit. He did a good job acting opposite himself. Agreed. 
And they shot this in a cool way where they don't use a lot of visual effects. Like, they're not on screen together a lot. But when it is, it even looks pretty good. Yeah, for when the movie was made, too, I think they did a pretty decent job of making the scenes where they were both in the scene. Scenes, the scene, scenes. Say scene again. <laughs> I think they did a good job of making that believable. Yeah, it looked real. It wasn't like watching an episode of Sliders mm. where there's two Jerry O'Connells that like <laughs> couldn't look more like there aren't two of them. But yeah, this is just kind of an interesting, well-made, unpredictable movie. I had no idea where this was going at like any point. And it surprised me a lot. Like, yeah, like they start downward spiraling almost the other one just because the other twin is. I don't know, an interesting twin story. When one of them, I don't even remember which one it was supposed to be, but one of the Jeremy Irons says, we can't let anyone know about the drugs. If they find out, we're finished. Yeah. I had a big laugh. Just <laughs> yeah, they, they both become insane, like, drug addicts. Yeah, it had a lot of stuff in it. A lot of, uh, I don't know. That's on Amazon Prime as well, yeah. actually. We've been roaring through Amazon lately. A lot of good a lot of good stuff there. Mm. The, uh, what else did I watch? I can't remember if I saw this on Amazon or Hulu, but I watched Misery for the first time ever. Love that movie. I'd never seen this somehow. And even though Stephen King is in the obits, I thought it was finally time to uh, clear up another movie blind spot. I'm going to keep using this phrase you like so much. I don't think that old, good Stephen King movies are a problem. Okay. It's the new, like, wrung-out adaptations that don't matter. You're completely right. Yeah, like the new, the second wave of where they're remaking all the movies they made in the 80s and stuff. But I enjoyed Misery. This is the movie James Caan plays an author who gets in a car accident and Kathy Bates saves him. And then you realize that she's like a crazy fan of his. And then I feel like everyone knows the plot to Misery. This isn't like spoilers or whatever. But it was a great movie. Kathy Bates was very strong in it. I think she won the Academy Award. She won an Oscar for this. So it, you know. It's obviously she was nominated other times, you know, like for About Schmidt, I believe, and Ooh. recently for Richard Jewell. Oh, yeah, she was nominated. Yeah. yeah, didn't win either of those. Didn't necessarily deserve it, but she did, in my opinion, she did deserve it for this movie. Yeah. Watching it, yeah, it's, it's one of those performances where she really just nailed it. Oh, James, you're going to love it. James Kahn was surprisingly good, too. He never really... You're never like, wow, James Caan like, wowed me in this one, but he was it's good. his best, as I said the other day. One thing that did strike me, I thought it took too long for him to realize what a bad situation he's in. Like, half the movie goes on, and he's just like... I don't like, recall that. He's like, oh, this is fine. And <clears throat> it's clear that the woman who's taking care of him is crazy very early on. Maybe just because I know where the movie's going, but... The first time I watched it, I had no idea what I was getting into, and I was young, so I don't think I picked up on that. But I, I haven't had a rewatch of it in years, so maybe it's time. But yeah, directed by Rob Reiner, who doesn't... I don't think he did any other horror movies his whole career, and it's weird that he kind of nailed it this one time he tried. Right, and then that's it. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool to see like an old... I don't know. This is like a horror movie from the 90s with a huge budget and stars... I don't know. It was just really good. Very well-made, simple thriller. I enjoyed it muchly. <clears throat> I'm all parched. 
And a quick one, I also watched Lady Macbeth on Hulu, which Ank is looking concerned, and I understand, but I only watched, it, go. Be- I only watched it because Florence Pugh plays Lady Macbeth, and this movie kind of wowed me. It's not boring like you'd think it would be, because Lady Macbeth, Ank's actually leaving now, <laughs> but uh, it was surprisingly fucked up, and... Florence Pugh is naked in this movie. Several butt shots. Are you on board yet? You still haven't sold me. Fuck, he's still not in. Zach Braff okay. ruined her for life. It's less than an hour and a half long. Huh? Mm, keep but going. Those butt shots, though? Keep going. <laughs> I just could just Google them. It was, I don't know, it was just a cool movie where... Ready? Uh, We're going to look them up. Ooh, those butt shots. But yeah, I put it on just because she was in it, and I was surprisingly like, wow, I'm in Instead, I got a video of her making butternut squash, and I gave up. <laughs> in. That immediate Google correction. But that's on you Hulu. You liked it, though, huh? Yeah, I really liked it. Like, I recommend, I think you would like it, too. Mm. And that's on Hulu, if it sounds appetizing to I you folks. I smell a bet. Ooh. And I got a couple other quickies here. I rewatched Haywire, which is now on Netflix. Is that any good? I never, I don't recall being able to get through that. Very good. I enjoyed it a lot. What'd it's you like a, about it? A very short and sweet thriller with, uh, you know, some cool characters. Is it filmed on an iPhone or any interesting angle like he he likes so much? No, this was before Soderbergh's iPhone phase. He's done what two <clears> movies <throat> like that? Yeah, he did Unsane and that High Flying Bird. I think that was an iPhone movie. I liked Unsane. But yeah, this, like all Soderbergh movies, it's got a great score, it looks cool, you know, great cast, the whole deal. The, uh, got a great fight scene with Michael Fassbender, and then another cool Channing Tatum fight scene, your boy's in this one too. I do like him. I enjoyed it. Haywire on Netflix, if you've never seen it. If you're in the mood for a, you know, cool little action movie. Hmm. What uh? What you been watching? I feel like I'm watched, hogging the show. Nah, I, I watched Michael Clayton the other day. Ooh, Mikey. Uh, I liked oh it. I liked it a lot. I like George Clooney. It has a high, high rating on Rotten Tomatoes. and That's a movie I would describe as icy boring, like we like to say. Yes. It's very... It's like somehow fast and slow-paced at the same time. Mm. And it's well-paced, I guess you could say. I, I thought it was quite interesting. That movie has... One of the most fucked up scenes in any movie where they show these guys sneak into this guy's apartment and like kill him and they inject him with this thing and then just sit there waiting for him to die in this like very slow, weird scene. Yeah, it's they, great. they should have. Um, I won't say who it is, I'll keep it spoiler light, but it's just, it's got some great scenes it's in it. It's a 13 year old movie. Yeah. People should just kill. I mean, I hadn't seen it. Hmm. I, I don't think I'd have this I'll put this out. I think I watched it when it came out drunk. Mm. And now that I'm sober, I have to like rewatch all movies that I only saw in the years when I was drinking because I just none of it is in my head. I love the idea of you watching Michael Clayton drunk. <laughs> You're like blacked out, like one eyeing, like oh, Well if it was shit. on HBO at any point in two thousand eight, which I think I remember it being, yeah. I probably powered through it and now it's just gone. So You're like, oh shit, Clooney's really bringing it. <laughs> This is, this is a hot one. Drunk beef. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, other than that, I watched just a bunch of crap. Like I said, I shut off so much stuff, you know? Like, I haven't really found... I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of content. Yeah, same. 
I'm doing a lot of rewatching. A little scary, to be quite frank. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we just watched Rambo Last Blood as our featured review. Things are dire, folks. Hopefully they start churning out some of these, you know, big movies. Or we'll be watching Trolls World Tour next week on the program. And I'm halfway between a rewatch of Killing Them Softly right now, which I'm enjoying very I watched, much. I rewatched that, I should say, the other day. It was good. It's like, a couple weeks ago. What did that just pop up on one of them? Yeah, it just came back to Netflix. Mm. It's way better than I remember it being. It's like a very cool gangster kind of movie. It's got all our favorite scumbags, Ben Mendelsohn and uh, fucking two guys from The Sopranos. You got Gandolfini and the guy who plays Johnny Sack in this movie. You love to see it. And... I think I noticed watching this. I love when a movie doesn't introduce the main character until like 20 minutes in. Like they just ease into it. Like Brad Pitt doesn't show up till like 25 minutes into this movie. That scene with him and James Gandolfini in a hotel room is one of my favorite scenes in anything ever. That, that's like right where I yeah. stopped watching. That scene's incredible. He, the way he's talking to uh, the hooker he just had. He's such a piece of shit in that movie, and it's like I didn't. We didn't get to see enough of that James Gandolfini. Yeah, I love seeing him be not Tony Soprano like. He's like, he is Tony in a way, but he's not. He's like a shitty loser idiot. He's a drunk, big drunk in this movie. But yeah, I wish I wrote down the line he says to his hooker. It's like an all timer. It's this movie rules. I'm like looking forward to finishing it, even though I've seen it before. And. it's a movie about like the moment it was made in a lot. The whole time they're playing clips of John McCain and Obama like debating and stuff, but it it's still it's relevant now. Like I feel like it makes even more sense now. It's all about how in America everyone's completely on their own and you know, also it's a grittiness. Mm. It's good. Ank is falling asleep, it seems. <laughs> With his eyes open. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh yeah that's all i've been watching mm. i'm out of shows i'm out of movies i'm out so exactly. send me something i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna dig and dig and dig and we'll never stop doing the show but it's just a question of i don't know like how interesting is it gonna be when we're reviewing wedding crashers next week fuck <laughs> which i'm not against i mean what my baby wants my baby gets <clears throat> ba 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 um, yeah, I'll probably watch Little Women tomorrow. Next week's reviews will be hot. You know what we could watch right now instead? Mm, I'm all ears. What do you got? I just threw the remote. <laughs> we could watch this. Hmm. Hopefully it's a bean set crime drama. Yes. My favorite yes, genre. Do. So earn it. Oh, lovely. It is. I'm getting the feeling we got a cop in my crew. Yeah, I know. I'm... <laughs> Kind of All it took what was like nine jobs to get botched, and now I think. Frank, I got no access to Queen and undercover files. He and I explained my therapist, or explained this the ninety seconds of the Departed segment to my therapist, and he had a big laugh. <laughs> He's like, "This is the source of all your problems. This segment." Let's let's get do a you, deep dive. Give you. Give me social security numbers. Get me full get names. Perfect. Give you. Who the fuck do you work for? All right, all right, right Frank. Frank. Him watching it, yeah. Work for. That's not how it is. What I need an SS number, Z O B, just all the pedigree information, so I can find out who I am, and we can ID the prick. 
you can just get me that information. What I can do is I can just run. I, we're we're going to handle it. I, I, I can handle it. Calm down and shoot your pants. I'll get you the records and whatnot, but listen to me, son. Oh, and then this goes into... Don't disappoint me on this. That was a guy who works for me. Her just staring at him intently through the glass, biting her nails. Kid that Havid shirt. This is one of what a scene this is. Jack Nicholson versus Wahlberg and Martin Sheen. Beautiful. I know she did. And your father called you the tumor. <laughs> How would he know that? Your father called you Charlie. Oh yeah. I forgot. He wasn't around. Such a shitty burn. <laughs> what did your father call you? Oh yeah. He died. All right. Whoops. Folks, that's 90. That's 90. And at this moment, I will remind the Turkey Hits to follow us, rate and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, follow us on Instagram, Enough the Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Have a go. I will be once again promoting my AnkFit Instagram, Ank underscore fit. Uh, please join in one of my live workouts. They are free. I also do privates that are not free, but you can have a good taste of what they might be like with Ooh. one of my free workouts. I'm doing them six days a week. So tomorrow being Saturday, when you'll you'll hear this, I'm probably going to do one on Sunday as well. So just follow me on Instagram. You can have a, a you know, nose to the ground, hear the buffalo come, as they say. Uh, that's all I got. Um... Everybody out there should just, you know, put, be real safe and, you know, have a good one. Have a good one. Folks, we've had enough. Bye.